Happy 1111, everyone. Welcome to 1111 Unified Virtual Experience. We are here for the Portal to Ascension panel hosted by Neil Gar. And what a panel we have. Look at these incredible light workers, star seeds. Thank you all for being here. It is such a blessing, truly, to be. Um, I'm honored to be in all of your presence and for the transmission that is about to come through all of us right now. So, Neil. Please, if you would. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anastara. So everybody, I am extremely excited to be here. This is Neil with Portal to Ascension, and welcome to the Portal to Ascension panel. The theme of this panel goes right in line with the name of the, the event that we're a part of, 1111 Unified, Unity Consciousness. What can bring unity in this world where there seems to be so much chaos, there seems to be so much division, but really how can we what tools and techniques can we utilize and what can we implement in our own lives in our families and with our friends so that we can connect and really really heal the divide that we seem to be happening in the world mm. you know when some people see division i don't see i don't see struggle and chaos i see the epitome of duality experiencing itself ready to go back to the oneness and that's what it is we've been in this world of separation for so long, there's no way to go but together now and unite. And that is what we're here to discuss today. So I'm excited to have this amazing panel of, you know, my favorite people. I really did contact people that I really feel a connection to, not just them as people or maybe we're friends, but also their awareness. And every single one of them said yes. So, so I'm really excited to have them all here today. And we are going to start off just by going around here. And I feel a lot of people probably know about you or maybe have come across your information. So if you want, you can share a little bit about you. But let's go right into the content here and the topic about why we're really here today. And Elizabeth is going to be actually, she's only here with us for around 25 minutes or so. So let's start with you, Elizabeth. And let's just make it a general question to begin. You know, in this world where we see everything external to us, how do we really bring it back to that inner peace so that we can cultivate unity in this world? Great question. I love this panel. So many beautiful energies, like my whole body is vibrating, just being in the presence of all of these beautiful star seeds. Uh, so I feel it. And unity is the number one thing that we all need to be striving for right now. Um, another kind of label that we can use uh, along with unity is 5D. I believe that 5D, fifth dimension frequency is unity. It's unifying. 3D, 4D is still polarity. Right now we have so much polarity. The number one thing that I try and teach and present to people is uh, objective neutrality. The way that we transmute from going to an extreme polarizing uh, dualistic place is to observe everything in your reality uh, objectively from a neutral zero point frequency place. And by doing so, no matter if it's a reaction or a behavior that someone else is doing or a choice that you have to make or uh, an anger that you have towards the government or the system as a whole, which I don't blame you, and this is where we're at right now, but observe those reactions objectively. And the, the longer that we can hold that objective observation, the more we bring that reaction back to zero point frequency. And from that place, we can consciously create our reality individually and collectively for the better. 
if you are constantly being triggered into reaction, whether it be uh, emotional or physical or even spiritual reaction, then we're constantly choosing one side or another. And right now, we are all being pushed to unify ourselves into that collective consciousness. And the number one way that I believe we can do that is through objective neutrality and bringing all aspects of ourselves back into zero point frequency. I love that. And that goes hand in hand with equanimity, you know, just, just seeing everything from that aspect, because when we energize too much on one side, we, we create aversions to the other side, you know, so really having that neutrality is where we need to be at in order for us to, to observe things and not judge others, right. Or situations. So let's pass it over to you, Laura. Yeah. I know you have some things to say here. (laughs) Oh, Hey everybody. It's so amazing to be here when you said like your favorite people, I'm like, yeah, it's it's such a wonderful surprise. It's almost like a surprise party. You invited me to be on this panel. Then all of a sudden the cameras come up and it's like, oh my gosh, everybody's here. So uh, yeah, I, uh, I guess I could just divert people to my website to find out more about me, cosmicgaia.org. I've been a public speaker for quite some time, connecting dots, uh, gone through experiences that are a part of how I was able to connect dots, you know, really experiencing things firsthand, which helped me to kind of see the disinformation versus truth, realizing that truth is really about our own frequency. And we, we reserve the right to experience things on our own terms. And so this kind of goes into the question that you asked. Um, I really feel transparency with ourselves is important. There's nothing wrong with ego, but when ego dominates one's higher self or intuition because it's embarrassed that maybe it didn't get things right or made a mistake and it needs to defend it to the point where it's going to cancel out or block important information coming in from the higher self or intuition or, you know, uh, an inspiration coming from someone else that is necessary to help activate that. that. That needs to be, you know, looked at there's no shame in the awakening process. And I feel a lot of individuals aren't willing to wake up because it doesn't look so good, you know, to, to, to have to admit that maybe they didn't get it right, but it's not about right or wrong. We're in this greater experience where, you know, there's not one of us that hasn't made a mistake. There's not one of us that hasn't maybe been led astray or been misguided. To me, the ultimate awakening is being able to uh, accept it on a spiritually mature level and look at it and do something with it in order to create a greater transformation and transmutation of whatever mind control or social engineering uh, that might be a part of it. Ancestral patterns or just trauma. Our traumas are our own sort of maybe mind control or feedback loop that we can get stuck in. And I I just feel like the more honesty we have in the healing process, instead of this is how you should process and this is how it should look, we can drop all those appearances and just be real with each other. We can rehabilitate on a very successful level and hold each other's hands with mutual love and respect, regardless of our differences and how we are managing these times. The diversity is a blessing because we all have a gift to give to one another. 
So I'll leave it at that. Mm, thank you so much. So beautiful. And the transparency aspect is definitely key. Thank you. Celestine Star, I, I know you you connect the ultra terrestrials and really beyond beyond that as well. What are some, you know, some insights that you can provide us and maybe you can tie in here what what these otherworldly, you know, beyond the terrestrial sphere beings really have to say about us reconnecting to the truth of who we are. Thank you. Um, first of all, I just uh, really want to say thank you. I totally agree with Elizabeth and Laura. You know, both of your sharings are so helpful if you take what they said and slow it down for yourself and really apply it. It's going to work. It's true. I want to start with, we are here for eternity. This is one little stop in the whole of eternity. So we're going to make it through. And as long as you understand, we're going to survive this. We have survived so much more. And I think this is the breaking apart and the separation I've been told so that we could come together and unify. And this day, 11-11, I, I've been practicing the 11-11 unification day since 1987. And I tell you, I thought about that and I go, hmm, it's kind of ingrained, you know? And we have people that do 1-1, one, 2-2, one, 3-3, two, two, three, three, all the way through. But this particular day, um, I've had the star people come out um, with my small group that I sometimes take to the forest and just hover over us for 15 minutes, just give it to us all. And today I was told, you know, we're going to receive some really high frequencies and hopefully awaken it. It's to, to break through that humanness of drama. Uh, in our humanness, we, we, we love drama. So we've got this huge thing that's separating. We've got this person over here, this person, and I know this. And even a nurse told me, well, I think you're smarter. You, you know, you think you're smarter than a scientist. And I said, well, no, but I can look at the facts, you know. So I didn't want to push her, but yet I didn't want her pushing on me. So I think that's the thing is considering your... Um, your inner intent with your belief systems. Do you want to push it on people or you want to just hold it in and hold it and accept what you know. And as you can give it out in kindness and compassion, they're going to hear you. If you're going to force people mandate, slam them to the bottom of the sea because they don't do what you say, where has that ever gotten anybody but a rebellion? and people that are really hurt because you're not listening to them. So I think turning on and listening. Now the galactics are, are just passionately here giving as much information, health, and moving us through how to stay in the heart. You've heard Laura speak, and it's, it's really about your center space. What's in your heart? and how you're going to present yourself to the world. If you have family, the love is thread leading to the way. And they will go into whatever they need in order to survive, in order to stay conscious. And if they're not conscious enough for you, you may just have to be patient. I tell people, we plant the seeds. We let them know that there are other alternative ways and believe me, we've been um, suppressed. You know, the, the alternative ways have been 
suppressed for us to live, but this is the day we get to celebrate, that we can all live in the glory of oneness. We can all help each other. I so enjoy seeing um, different aspects of humanity doing things that make the world better. That excites me. And I tell people, stay in your lane, envision good things, do good things, so that the earth is a better place because we're, we've already turned the corner. And the old infrastructure from what the ultra-terrestrials say has already collapsed. So it's already going down. We're seeing the inner infrastructure collapsing, but we're waiting for the outer. And so we can see peaks of it coming out in different ways. And so while they're meeting and trying to figure out what we're going to do for the earth, let us envision pure love, pure light, pure wisdom, and the gathering of millions of us today with like minds. Strengthen that in your heart and your reserve. Sending love to those who are planning for the world today. Bring us back to natural law. And uh, just love yourself, love your family, love your neighbors, love your community, love your world, and, and just walk in peace. That's what I would say. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Celestine. And what I'm hearing here, this is amazing because we're getting really practical, right? And we're really esoteric out there people. So we're getting very grounded and practical with this awareness and I'm loving it. And a lot of what we're sharing here, you know, a lot of it actually goes back to transcending our traumas, like Laura had said, and the ways to get to a place of kindness and compassion, you know, and, and objective neutrality really is to look at those tools and modalities that you can to really confront, you know, some of these traumas so that we can really just be at that center point, that neutrality. All right, so now, um, before we get into Michelle, Joan, and Anastara, I just want to go back to Elizabeth April really quick, because you only have around nine minutes here. And, um, okay, so Elizabeth, you are, um, you know, connected to the Galactic Federation, right? And what what kind of information or messages do we have in regards to being in a reality, like, that we can actually have open contact with these beings? Maybe not in-person contact, but maybe through an awareness? Will we ever be at a day where we have, maybe within our lifetimes, where we can actually connect with them collectively? And will that only happen when we get to these, this point? What's your, you know, your take on that? Well, there's a lot to say about that. There's a lot to say about all of this. Um, but I would say, you know, when connecting to the galactics or your own galactic star family, it, it, it really is this connection from within. And even these days, I'm finding that a lot of spirit guides are actually just parallel versions of yourself. I mean, we're, we're really just merging this multifaceted quantum universe that we're in, um, which is incredible. So disclosure is happening. It's already here uh, for those individuals who are ready for it. Uh, it's going to happen for them. Um, so we're getting a lot of disclosure at an individual level. And then I've <laughs> got a little spirit guide fly here. Um, and then we're also seeing disclosure at a collective level as well. Um, and, and for those groups in society who are ready for that, it's gonna reach them. And we have to understand that a lot of interdimensional beings are on much higher planes of existence or existing in much higher or different dimensions than us. So if you think about even uh, you know a gray being from the sixth dimension frequency or a Palladian from the eighth dimension frequency, and here we are existing in the third dimension frequency, soon to be 4D, 5D, uh, you know, we've got a long way to go to connect with them. 
So what I like to say is meet them halfway, right? Raise your vibration halfway and they can meet you in that kind of, you know, intermediary astral plane. Um, I believe that contact brings uh, DNA activation, uh, spiritual awakening, the raising of your vibration, but you cannot get contacted unless you yourself are doing the work and you're raising your own vibration. So to say, well, why can't I hear my spirit guides? Well, what kind of deep inner work are you doing on yourself? What are you unpacking in your own reality? What are you looking at? And, and therefore, what are you not looking at uh, is really important. And kind of beyond the, the, the cosmic approach, I really have a, a message for a lot of people who are in it right now, who are really struggling right now in their day-to-day -day life. Uh, right now, what we're seeing is anything that you have not dealt with in the past. And um, what I've said before is we had a timeline in 2016. You're, you're being presented with the, the deep kind of traumas, the soul traumas, the ancestral, you know, the past life, the childhood traumas, you know, those deep attachments that we have and traumas that we've created with this reality. You were confronted with that in 2016. If you did not confront that or unpack that in 2016, you were confronted again in 2018. If you did not unpack that in 2018, you were confronted again in 2020. And here we are. If you said no, and you said no, and you said no again, everything right now is blowing up for you. For the individuals who have changed their job, changed their uh, relationship, changed their living situation, changed their entire paradigm, and yeah, it sucks in the moment, but you're shifting into a higher frequency in your physical reality as well, um, as well as the spiritual, right? You gotta shift the frequency first internally, and then the external will shift. But what I have to tell people right now who are going through it, and there's a lot of you out there, is make the change. I'm telling you right now, do not go through another five years of, of BS and pretending that you're happy and pretending that it's all right and pretending that you can um, continue to live your life through obligation and guilt and shame. Uh, you can't, all right? And it's going to get a lot worse if you do not choose to change and shift. And yeah, none of us know uh, what that unknown looks like. And that unknown can be scary, but it's time that we trust the divinity. We trust the fact that we chose to be here. We chose to sign up here. We are volunteers. Trust the fact that you have the tools to navigate your current dynamics. And once you surrender and once you trust everything that is not in alignment with that highest unification is going to completely crumble and it's going to clear space for something anything, everything that is in a much higher frequency and vibration. So change is going to be the number one pivot point for you to move into a higher vibration and essentially to live your best, highest vibrational life. And once we can all do that and really look at ourselves at a deep level individually, then the rest of the world can change and shift because you cannot help your neighbor or your best friend or your family member if you have not first helped yourself. Selfishness out the window. It's time for us to put ourselves first and to really uh, dive deep. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I, I kind of see that the experiences of not dealing with stuff almost like the singularity of a black hole. We were at the end of the black hole. It would take forever for the same experience to come back. And now it just gets, we get closer and closer and we're going around the black hole so fast that we're literally getting the same lesson over and over until we deal with it. And that, exactly. and then we go through the singularity and then we transcend to the next dimension. So it's like the symbolic version of what's, what's really happening, you know? Exactly. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. I know you're gonna be heading out in about five minutes from now. So, you know, you can thank leave you now, you can stick around for five minutes. Give us a wave when you leave, but yeah. appreciate you so much. Thank you.
Yeah, yeah I'm going to head out now, but I really appreciate all of you, um, Neil, uh, all the women here. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, we're, we're moving into this kind of women empowerment um, and, and women are going to really lead the way, sorry, Neil, uh, into unification <laughs> and, and men too. Men's got, men have a lot of work yes. to do as well, but I'm just, I'm so grateful to be here mm -hmm. in all of your presence and, and I'm really excited for the future and I really do want to connect with all of you again mm -hmm. soon. Okay, so thank, thank you. you. sister. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Have a beautiful transmission. <laughs> Agreed 100%. And, you know, it's the divine feminine that's going to resurrect the divine masculine because the divine masculine has been wounded for so long. You know, we've been in this wounded world, but we need to bring both back. So I agree 100%. All right, let's move over to my good friend here, Joan of Angels, who is at an Airbnb four minutes away from me right now at in the Yucatan, where we've been having a lot of fun here together. She's here for a couple more days with me. And um, Joan connects to the angelic realm and really gets messages of intuitive guidance for us all. So Joan, what kind of what kind of inspiration can you provide us, you know, maybe from the angelic realm or just from your own intuition, really, on what we can do in order to cultivate unity within ourselves, like Elizabeth April just specified, and the whole world? Wow. Well, this is very, very exciting. And first of all, everything I've heard so far has so inspired me and uplifted me. And just to be a part of this unified consciousness. And so I want to address that for a moment. We are in the best of times and the worst of times, the hardest and yet the easiest, the most challenging and yet the answers are simple, which is to trust your intuitive voice and trust that knowledge within that we are each and every one of us complete individuals empowered to do our work here on the planet, our mission. And that those who seek to, to sow chaos, confusion, those who seek to sort of control and to disunify us, this is the most important time for us to say, yes, I know who I am. Yes, I am fully empowered. Yes, I am awake. Yes, I trust that which I receive. Because we do know that the outside world right now is kind of a prompt for each of us to step up our leadership. All of you out there, step up your knowingness, step up your leadership, step up your willingness to go beyond faith, confidence, and belief. Because we are in the times that all of us have that, that huge faith, confidence, and belief, that knowingness that this will unfold for the highest good in that grand initiation and that grand ascension that we have been waiting for. And I'd like to share a process that I teach all my clients. And it's a wonderful process. We do it in our sessions often. And that is where we go together to sit up in the mountaintop. And we're sitting in a portal up there, a little cave. We're having our, our tea. And we're, look, we're not only discussing where we are, but we're looking down at the planet. And as we look and we can see that pathway it's very possible to see what I like to call roundabouts. We all know what a roundabout is, but a roundabout in our consciousness, a roundabout in our, in our. I think we lost Joan for a second. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the roundabout in our consciousness. There we go, Joan. Yes. So you're back. There she's back. And as I was talking, I was seeing every screen go roundabout, roundabout, roundabout. And so that roundabout keeps us in circles. That roundabout keeps us small. That roundabout keeps us stuck. 
and what will free us, okay? Because there's the road beyond that roundabout. And so it's asking ourselves what, not only what it will take, but what is being required of us? Because that's what I see these times are. What is required of us to be that who we know we are? And the most beautiful thing about today, which is 11-11, you know, 20-21, all those ones in it, I sat down and I said, well, what if we add them all up? And they add up to a nine. Nine ones add up to spiritual mastery. And a one is when we are so empowered in our personal field. So that is, that's kind of my contribution at this moment as we, as we look to see that roundabout and, and sit in that neutral space that Elizabeth talked about, okay. we can free ourselves to move forward. So oh, beautiful. Thank you so much, John. Amazing. All right. So we're going to move over to Michelle Anderson. And Michelle is a great friend, also lives in Orange County, California, like I do, and has been the MC at multiple conferences, not only in person, but online. But as Alan said at that last event, I, she, he really believes that Alan Steinfeld believes that Michelle Anderson is the heart chakra of Portal to Ascension. And it, it really is the, the, the unity consciousness, you know, that you bring, the energy that you bring, the compassion, the empathy. So I, we couldn't do this panel without the heart, you know. So I wanted to, to hand it over to you, Michelle. And, you know, bringing this all together, what do you feel? What could you share with us? Wow. Well, thank you so much. That I don't even know how to respond to that. I. I love you all so much. And Anastar, this is my first time of getting to feel you. And I want to just thank you from the center of my being for what you have cultivated and put together today. It's always been my heart's desire to see conscious collaboration without competition for the greatest good for all life in every realm and dimension. And 1111 has always held that frequency for me personally. I was looking at my, um, you know how the social media gives you your memories when you kind of go on there. And if you scroll through my memories for each year all the way back, you, you see all these 1111 gatherings that I've been involved with, with the the star 1111 star knowledge with Chief Golden Light Eagle, with um, a lot of you know our our friends in this in this arena, and there this day feels like the portal of promise. It's a portal of promise because when we collaborate collaborate like this and we come together from the purity of our heart space which each one of us here these are like like neil said these were all my favorite people and i, I when he invited me i was like really i get to be with all of my favorite people that i've done you know i've had on awakening code radio or i've been on jones show just recently and gone to contact in the desert with to portal to ascension with to disclosure fest conscious life expo and what what are all of those festivals doing is they're unifying us. And when we're united, we're unstoppable. We're unshakable. We're in that place of the purity of our heart vision to, to manifest. This is the manifesting day that we all recognize when we see what's happening on the earth, we can say, that's not my reality. What do I want to bring in? with a collaborative um, space because it's not about the I, I, me, me 
anymore. That's not going to get us to this next level on the evolutionary spiral. It's working together. Each one of us has a piece of the puzzle. And I love that Celestine says, you know, stay in your own lane, stay in my own lane. That That's my husband gave me that advice a long time ago. I've talked about it on Awakening Code Radio that when we start looking at what other people are doing and comparing ourselves to them, maybe from our childhood wounds and the things that are unhealed within us, that only serves to keep our vibration down. But when we come into this space, knowing each one of us is a little sparkle on the map of consciousness, and that when we merge those sparkles together, we're infinite light. And, I, you know, I saw something Monday. I went to a freedom rally in Los Angeles in front of the city hall building and there were close to 10,000 people there, police officers, dock workers, firemen, teachers, Department of Water and Power. And they were, there were a lot of people from different backgrounds, different political beliefs, different cultural beliefs. But what I saw happening were we were uniting through our similarities rather than dividing through our differences. There was a man there that was he was filming live and I was so in it. I wasn't filming live. And I, I said, are you, are you on Facebook right now? Can I friend you so that I can share this stream? Because what this woman was saying was so powerful and it was about how we get to the future, how we, how, how we get to manifest what we want to see, not any of the ugliness that we, we are currently seeing. And so um, he looked at me and he said, are you one of those and he, I didn't let him finish the sentence. I said, one of those peace, love, hippie kind of ladies. And he laughed and he said, yeah, you know, because clearly he wasn't one of those. And um, I said, yeah, I'm one of those, but can we still be friends? And he said, yeah. And he accepted my friendship. And we chatted yesterday through messenger and it was just so beautiful that I could see where he, what he focuses on based on his page, but for him to get to experience me and the difference of, you know, where my focus goes and me appreciate the difference where his focus goes. I think we're doing something really good to unite the citizens of earth and realize we're all brothers and sisters. There's no separation. And we've all been in this space. We've been talking about that for a long time. But I think, you know, in my lifetime, this is the most epic historical moment that I've ever witnessed or experienced. And it's not always easy. It's been like Elizabeth was talking about, you know, we, we've had to dig into our stuff and I was, when she was saying 2016 and it came back around in 2018 and it came back around in 2020, I'm like, I identify with that. I see the areas where I didn't want to look at the shadows. I didn't, I only wanted to focus on the light. And, you know, until we really get real with ourselves about what's percolating inside of us, maybe from our childhood traumas or past life experiences, if we don't dig in and do that work, how do we expect there to be peace on earth? How do we expect there to be peace in the grand scheme of things in the whole cosmos? And it starts with love. It starts with each one of us. And I, I just feel really honored to be a part of this panel to, to, feel like what we're doing is helping to hold space for 
for everybody to come in our circle with open arms and saying, we love you. We love you no matter where you're at, no matter where we, we're at. And there's no hierarchy here. We're all on the same playing field. And, and that, that's what's going to get us through this instead of the blaming and shaming and pointing fingers at this side and that side and why you hate this person or why you love this person. If we can just put it all together and realize we are children of that sun, citizens of earth, and we're all in it together, we'll get through it a lot quicker. And it's my hope and intention that by coming together in this portal of peace, this portal of unity consciousness and heart coherence that you're talking about here with all the speakers that have been speaking and the musicians and everybody giving their 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 peace. Isn't that funny? Peace for peace. Um, if, if we can all hold that together, that we're holding the vision together, seeing each one of us as a point of light, merging our light and, and intending together what we want to see on earth in the blink of an eye with ease and grace, that the old has to crumble. It's like we're, we're, Marianne Williamson said something about we're death doulas and we're birth doulas at the same time right now at this particular moment because we're, we're saying goodbye to an old system that wasn't serving us. It wasn't working anymore. And and now we're birthing something new that's grand and exciting. And I'm happy to be a part of it with each one of you because we're not, nobody's going to do it by themselves. We all have to do it together. And what TEAM stands for in, in my mind, in my heart, T-E-A-M, together everyone achieves more. Wow. Epic share. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I have goosebumps. I feel like Incredible. we're all we're all saying we're all saying the same things, really. We're we're all um we're all on the same page. And and I just I feel so fortunate that all of you are in my life that are helping me across this bridge. We're we're world bridgers. Seriously. Thank you, Michelle. And you know, the lesson that I feel I could get from you, maybe all of us can, is something that you do often, which is you don't move away from people, you move toward them, you know? And um, and the amount of people, like, you really do have people with all types of beliefs, and a lot of them might not resonate with others and not even communicate with them, but you always find common ground, and that's what we really need to do, is find the common ground, because we have so many more similarities than we have differences. The one big similarity I'll tell you right now is we all live on planet Earth, rotating around the sun in the universe in the solar system you know we're we're all here and we have this planet to take care of but we're so consumed some some of us are is with this external reality because that's the way it's been for so long and it it really can get dense you know so it's it's really time to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of the planet right and and then we can move into this higher octave now i, I want to get over to you anastara and uh, I guess everybody, I'm going to reintroduce you to Anastara because you've probably seen her before and um, or definitely have seen some of the videos today. And Anastara, you've been doing this 11-11 work for quite some time. And, you know, this today I had the most happy 11-11 messages than I've ever had the yes. whole time I've been into this, right? And um, <laughs> I've been te text messages and tagged on all types of 11-11 events. Honestly, from a person who does a lot of events, it's unprecedented, you know, but, and yeah. you've been on this path and this journey, especially with this awakening code. Not only is 1111 a synchronistic day, 
But even if it wasn't a synchronistic day, just the fact that we all chose to put our collective intention and create these events for today mm -hmm. has made it that mm -hmm. way, you know? Yes. So uh, you share with us, you know, you've heard a lot here. How do you pull this all together? And maybe some of your passion of why you even, why we're even here in the first place. Sure. Thank you, Neil, for the opportunity to share. Uh, well, my journey with 1111 started when I was born. I was born at 11:12 p.m. So I stepped through the 1111 portal into this incarnation. And uh, when I went through my Kundalini awakening, it's all a process. But when I had that specific Kundalini awakening moment, it was about 15 years ago. And I pulled back and I literally could see the planet. I could see the light grid around it. I could see all the points of light that we were speaking about earlier and ultimately got the bigger picture. And the moment that happened, um, I've noticed more synchronicities in my life. And that happens a lot through repeating number patterns, whether it's 222, 555, 333, 1111, the universe speaks through uh, to us through numbers and through geometries. And so the 1111 has been just a portal day for me and my family. We've we've hosted this is our 12th annual 1111. It started at home. We just gathered together and at 1111 p.m. We had a ceremony where you would put your prayers into the circle. You would pray for yourself, your family, your community and the world. And we found that all the friends that would gather in our home and do this with us, whatever their prayers were, came true quickly to, as well. So we had to be very specific and concise about what it was that we were calling in. And then through that prayer field, it started to grow and we had to rent a bigger home and then a retreat center. And then I got the download in 2019 that we should create a virtual event that connects all those live events together and that we can come together for synchronized meditation moments throughout the day creating the 1111 unified network because so many people honor this auspicious occasion it's veterans day so we honor those who have been in service it is uh it's a portal day a lot of people just the codes get activated within us on portal days and as 1111 is a double portal right when you look at the numbers it looks like four pillars of a temple and so we have this double portal where we're invited to to enter all pieces of ourselves all sides of ourselves the divine masculine and the divine feminine and to move through that double portal into unification together and so part of the vision of 1111 Unified is that we actually take sacred pilgrimages to sacred sites on the planet. And from there, we are also creating ceremony and sending it to the virtual event. And so I see things three, five years out, 10 years out, and I just see this growing. And as you said, today has just been unprecedented. How many other 1111 gatherings? And we are inviting that we create the network together because it is about unity. Competition's a part of the whole, the house of cards that's collapsing and falling. It doesn't need our participation anymore. And the more that we speak about it, the more energy we actually give it. And so my vision and mission, our vision and mission as a community is to really connect together and unify our intentions. So for those of us who remember or we remember that we're multidimensional beings of light, that we came into this human incarnation to experience the 3D reality matrix 
so that we can experience duality and actually remember that we are part of the one. And so it's um, this pulling apart to experience all sides so that we know our, we're leading our path back into unity consciousness and the unified field and source energy, God, mm -hmm. goddess, you know, all, all of the, um, how can I say, um, all of the, the, the sages, the gurus, Jesus, Buddha, Allah, they all speak about love. They all speak about unity. They all speak about peace and compassion. And so the more that we begin to experience that first for ourselves, like forgiving ourselves for something that I really, oh, wow, I really wronged myself in that, or I didn't have integrity or whatever it is to really forgive myself first. Mm -hmm. And then that radiates out. And so today, when we talk about unity or heart consciousness, it is about cultivating it yourself in your personal practices first and foremost, and that will radiate out. Greg Braden says in the Divine Matrix book that it only takes square root of 1% of, of, of humanity to make an impact. And so, for instance, later today, we'll be hosting our Global Heart Coherence Experience with Howard Martin from Heart Math Institute. And the intention is for all of us to go into that heart lock-in technique, experience heart coherence, and that way we make an impact on the planet. And so... I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you here. And and I just feel like this is the seed, right? It's just growing. This is only the second year we've done this. And I, I, I see it in my mind's eye. I feel it in my heart. I literally have full body truth bumps right now <laughs> that it's gonna, it's happening. We It is happening right now. <laughs> We're doing it right now. <laughs> so... Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Esther. And thank you so much for, you know, just uh, it's been a pleasure working with you and getting to know you mm. in such a short period of time. It's only been weeks, just over a month since we connected yeah. about this really, mm -hmm. I think. And it's been amazing. And, you know, um, just everything you're doing is so appreciated. And I'm excited exactly to do what you're saying, which is collaborate, you know, to come together even more exactly. and join forces. And that was part of the mission statement of Portal to Ascension from the beginning. I used mm. to say like, like 12, 13 years ago, I used to like, like a parrot saying collaboration over competition, collaboration over competition. And mm -hmm. the whole, um, the whole concept of that is the energy of collaboration is much more of a harmonic vibration than competition. Competition is a very mm -hmm. disharmonic vibration. So those who may have the same awareness may have the secret, may know the tools of sacred geometry. When you come from the competition and the secretive energy, you're, you're not at a harmonic frequency and it's not going to prevail. So it's inevitable that we are on this upturn of consciousness. Mm -hmm. I don't even need to really go down all the, like there's a list of all these scientifically proven, <laughs> spiritually esoteric, so many things, right? And now I'm curious. Okay, so we're going to go over to Laura now and we're going to go a little uh, deeper here, I'm hoping, that, you know, um, Laura, you speak on astrology and I'm curious, is there anything in the stars that is kind of showing us what we can transcend and how we can navigate these times so that we can get to this point of unity. Oh, wow. Astrology is very interesting to me. It has a lot to do with our biology, our organs, our endocrine system, our nervous system and everything that kind of makes us function. So these forces have influence over us. We can't deny it. I don't feel we can deny it. But how can we work with these influences to a point where it can bring us into the center of the wheel? 
where we can graduate beyond the zodiac. And that to me is like when we begin to upgrade our junk DNA, our dormant DNA. Right now in this sort of like what some might call 3D experience, yeah, it's 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 a helpful roadmap, but um where is there a point where we break the patterns and actually find a certain level of sovereignty? So in these times, uh, it's being mega challenged. We just got over uh, Pluto square Eris. Okay, so Pluto is the planet of death, rebirth, alchemy, and transformation. In 2019 to 20, there was a major acceleration of the conjunctions between Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter, which really represents a opportunity for humanity to go through a massive transformation. So those that are aware of this kind of information that have an influence over media and every form of propaganda that we're going to be receiving created an inversion where the fear of death and the censorship and the blockage of the throat chakra when the North nodes actually in the sun of Gemini, which has everything to do with that is literally targeting humanity. But these events are on a cosmic and earthly level. Nobody can destroy it. They can only distract us and yank us in, use our energy in order to generate a timeline we don't want to see. So the Pluto square Eris. So again, with those conjunctions, this other aspect that we've been dealing with for the last two, three years, Pluto planet of death, rebirth, alchemy, transformation. So it was like the fear of death means the fear of transformation and alchemy, right? And the whole masking thing is absolutely a targeting on this ascension window. But so the Pluto square Eris square means friction discord. Eris is an asteroid and on an archetypal level is an archetype, which is like a goddess of strife and conflict. Some people are not comfortable with like putting goddess on certain words, but so the Pluto square Eris was the window that they were utilizing to really do a lot of damage. They didn't reach the numbers. What I've heard, they didn't reach the numbers that they hoped for. And this larger picture of Uranus square Saturn. The fact that Saturn moved into Aquarius and Uranus Saturn squares are occurring uh, between now and 2023 shows this power struggle with the Aquarian age or, you know, utopia or so there's a weaponized version of it, which is the Saturn square, you know, the tyrannical authority acting like it cares about us, like really challenging our ability to say, wait a second. I'm sovereign and I'm not buying into it. So right now, the power struggle that is, I I feel like it's peaking right now. Doesn't mean it's going to end and be resolved in a certain year. I'm not into predictive astrology, but it's like, okay, what does this mean within ourselves? Because we have to resolve this within ourselves is that something is challenging our ability to be sovereign. But is it reliant on social media or being banned or censored or even these mandates? We have to determine that there's certain 
aspects of ourselves they can never have. We need to maintain that connection and sort of a sense of humor so that the one thing that they're trying to get is not possible because what they really want is a soul. They want our minds. They want to continue to keep us as a food source. And if we collectively, collectively agree that we're not going to go along with it, even the AI and robotic component to it, even the weaponry that has been injected into people's bodies and the things we've been breathing from our air are going to be nullified and neutralized because ultimately we win the war within ourselves. And the first and most important terrain to conquer this sick agenda. Don't let them have your mind or emotions or your creative channels or energy because why are they siphoning? Why are they looking for louche? Because they need to remain in power, but their power is stolen. So the only way that we can exist on a negative timeline is based on the energy that they steal through targeting our belief systems, mind control, social engineering. And yes, the weaponry helps them to achieve that. But once we overcome the basic programs, that weapon that they put on us, backlashes on them. And we actually enlighten the AI or neutralize the point where, because I mean, if it was enough to just do the weaponry, they wouldn't bother with the narratives and the social engineering and the indoctrination programs. So once we get a grip on that, we neutralize this darker technology, whatever nanites or whatever. They're only feeding on our belief systems that are not connected with our truth frequency and the pathogens and the parasites grow in the face of buying into the propaganda. So we're here to enlighten the weapon and once we enlighten the weapon and people understand it's about love, not right or left politics or all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to integrate the right and left brain. The left has to do with technology. We, we can't escape technology. Technology is not evil, but it certainly doesn't function well without the creative mind, without spirit and soul. And we're going to make sure nobody steals that or takes that. And, that is how we win the war. I feel. Don't yeah. ever, ever lose your soul. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of what Michael Tellinger says a lot. You know, utilizing the tools of enslavement for the tools to become the tools of freedom. You know, that um, everything is. It, oh, that's awesome! I, it so is cool. back backfiring because it's inevitable. You know, just like the Gnostic Bible has said before 325 AD, before Constantine, that the Luciferian energy was a volunteer and was only given the keys to Earth. And, um, up until the, the the second coming, which is the Messiah within. So it was almost like contractual that the, this is the time now for us to get into this new level and the keys are being given back to us. So even the darkness is hard for us, some of us to grasp that the darkness is actually working for the light. The the one of the most, um, one of the phrases I like to say a lot is that the, um, the light was so unconditional that it allowed the darkness to live within it, you know? that it, it's all part of it. We're all part of this one speck of light experiencing itself infinitely. So, all right, let's go to you, Celestine. I'm curious to know, you know, 
we're transcending into a new octave, right? Some people call it the fifth dimension. Um, some people say it doesn't even have that label. But as we're moving up into this new octave of existence, is there still this duality and separation? Or what is this realm that we we can move into that really cultivates unity? Beautiful. And I just want to first acknowledge you, Neil, for all the work you do in the world. And Anasara, thank you for having me on. feel so honored to be here present. Um, I want to just breathe in Laura because she just gave a whole basket, you know, that what she gave everyone, what you gave everyone, Laura. Um, I just want to breathe that in because it is working towards going beyond the ring past knot. So what I do know from my being brought up in a metaphysical family, actually a family who worked with arcane magic with a K, uh, worked with going into inner different planes. The multiverse was my playground, was where I learned. And what I found um, is that most of the universe is unified. It's cohesive. It understands. It listens. You're a part of it. So there wasn't a place where I wasn't, where I, I couldn't talk to the wind or couldn't talk to the trees. And so we've kind of lost that because we're looking into, you know, the AI to tell us everything to do, you know, our little phones. And uh, so the first thing I would say to everyone is take a moment, even this moment right now, and just feel the expansiveness of the universe push it all the way out to the edge to the place of all existence and then recognize there is an intelligence that is formulating and moving through the many multi-dimensions all the way through to where you are right now there's never a moment there's never a breath there's never Ah, an in-breath or an out-breath that you are not connected and you are not acknowledged and recognized. And so I want to sort through that unifying principle and recognize that even if you go to another dimension, there are universal principles that move as a thread leading through the way. And that is, there is intelligence. There is some form of intelligence in almost everywhere you go. Even through my death experience, even being knocked out of the matrix, and being in this black hole that I existed for a while. Everywhere that I've gone, there's intelligence. And the dualistic nature is very, very simple. We look at the dualistic nature, and that is a universal principle. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where you look at both, love, hate, but when you are taught to be in the center, you're neither so amored that you're going to fall over with love or so hateful that you burn with rage, but staying in the center where you can look at either side and contemplate and be present, center, core. <clears throat> There's the rhythm. Everything moves in rhythms, you know. This is the time of looking into the shadow. As Laura was speaking, you know, that Saturn, Pluto, uh, Jupiter, you know. 
Jupiter's like, let's go. And then Saturn's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That teacher that says, you got to get these lessons right. You got to go in there and dig in there. Pluto says, I know, I can help you. You can just dig it right up. You can look to the core of yourself. These days are to looking into the deepest core of the self, right? So these are the times, and then it moves on. You know, civilizations come and then they go. You know, to every season there is a turn. It's mm -hmm. time. So we want to hold that in our our hearts because that is multiverse. But if you stay within that understanding that things are going to come in and they're going to go, this eleven eleven is so glorious, but it, it's going to go. It's going to move into twelve twelve, and as it moves, so we have a whole twenty eight days, and it moves into. 1212, what is that? You know, see, so you're moving along in the rhythm of time, the four seasons. You you get into the rhythm where you can just go with the flow. You're going with the flow. So right now, you may not have good relationships with your family. I want to acknowledge that there are from the Galactics, and they showed me two timelines. One are those that believe in control, the reverse consciousness, the following like sheep over the cliff and that is what they need that is a part of their expression because each of us come with a purpose and a function so if your purpose and function is to express for the creation that going over the cliff that being sleep that not being able to hear that not being able to listen being dominant being you know reverse consciousness so be it we cannot rescue you. It is for you to awaken in your own consciousness between you and the creator. But then there's the, the others, and I'm glad to be present with all of you who are standing on the timeline that's going up for evolution. So my purpose in being on this planet is to be here to assist in the evolution of human consciousness on this planet and to keep the way sacred. I just came in from ceremony, so I'm in full regalia. I think that's okay. <laughs> but anyway, so we have these rhythms, and you will take them with you. These are universal principles, yeah, the dualistic nature, but you, you handle that by staying in the center. Same with our emotions. We could be very, very happy and very, very sad, you know, but staying in the mental middle will see you through. So that's the zero point. That's the point in which we breathe in the breath of life. We hold it. And then we breathe out again. <laughs> and then we hold it. And those zero point moments is what carries you, can carry you, should you desire, through the way. So again, let's take a moment and feel, because we just got pulsed. This is, the galactics uh, tell us that the pulse comes from the center of creation. What are you going to do with that? It is designed to break down the barriers of misconception, false idealism, reverse consciousness, spells, darkness. We have the light upon the planet right this minute. Now, one of the, the, um, the blessings is that as we break down our humanness, just for a moment, you know, the moon is not going to disappear. But as we break that humanness down, we break down and go in our core, release it, you know, then what appears is your celestial self. 
What appears is your divine presence. Because that's ultimately who you truly are. And the frequency of the pulse is to engage us to awaken and go higher and hold it for the rest of your life. You see, many of us walk, but how many of us really hold that celestial functioning through the day, through the night, in every breath? So this particular portal, 1111, is designed in this moment, from what I'm told to this day, um, to enable us to not only hold our celestial presence, because we can come out now, just as you did, Michelle, when you talked to that man, and he says, hmm, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, go ahead, get on my Facebook, right? Uh, this is the awakening, right? This is the coming into the unified complex. And so, but acknowledging you for who you truly are, we can come out of hiding. And even if they try to take us out, which I experienced, uh, our destiny is far stronger than their desire because this is a cosmic planet and the disclosure is to step forward in your celestial self. I say celestial, we could say galactic, but divinity, that which you were before you were born, before you came in, the pure cosmic state of creation. So imagine everyone walking around in your celestial consciousness and then communicating with higher celestial beings as a galactic. So you have galactic to galactic, not galactic to human, because that's how they always see us. And uh, if we look at the Schumann resonance, and I want to say last year at the unified meditation, there were 5 million people, and the Schumann resonance went way off the chart. So I want to compliment you and a star for doing that. Right? That's why I'm so honored to be here. I don't know if you know that or not, but there was... Five million people joining in with you. you know? That was a lot. That was unified.org yeah. too. Yeah, so yeah. There are partners, but it's not me, darling. Oh, okay, not you, but we did. Yeah. I mean, that was all of us, right? It was all of us. Yes, it was. We started in 1987. I mean, I think, you know, Harmonica Version, I think there was maybe 20,000 on the whole planet. So, you know, we have offices everywhere. So galactic to galactic, stay in the celestial point. Celestial is very easy for people. I'm a celestial, you know? And they're like, okay, you know? And that's, it's hard to demonize that, right? Because they believe in angels. And so I'll leave it at there. And the blessings of this moment, may you awaken to the trueness of your self. May you walk in the sunshine of yes. your celestial consciousness. Oh, and uh, let us all walk together. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Celestine. <laughs> love you so much. <laughs> I receive. We all receive. And just really quick, Celestine, when you were talking, you touched your microphone just a little bit, and we had a little bit of feedback. So just uh -oh. be aware for your for your next I share. Here, so yeah, I make sure that. you don't touch your microphone. I got forward. excited. Oh, it was great though. Thank you so much. And you're right. Like this is the awakening. And so something that I realized because like being in this awareness, I've come across people that said, I am just from earth. I am from earth. I am from earth. And then I've had people say to me, like, I'm just from the stars. But then I say, 
well, don't you know that Earth is in space? <laughs> we're <laughs> we are part of space. It's this end that the truth is always somewhere in between, not on one extreme or the other. We and that's what you're saying, Celestine. We don't have to become galactic. We are galactic. We're just remembering it. And we've been in this world of amnesia. And how incredibly beautiful is it that we are remembering our oneness when the when we literally have forgotten our past lives, our simultaneous lives, our incarnations, our source connection, but we're still finding it. So I, I find that it's, it's so incredibly beautiful that that spark of source is so embedded in our DNA that even though we have the cards seemingly stacked up against us, where we have all this amnesia, we're still finding that unity. And now it's here, you know, it's just for time for us to remember the, the amount of possibilities that and what we can do with our own physical bodies and how we can tap into other dimensions is just at this point, it's just a science to me. It's real, you know, and as this kind of comes online right now, as we start unlocking these aspects of ourselves, we can't even fathom what is possible. And we're just at the beginning phases of something amazing. So I, I agree with everything you said, Celestine. Thank you so much. All right. So let's move over to Joan. And Joan, I want to invite you, if you're open to it, to, because let me just say this about Joan first, that if anybody says, what happened, where does Neil go when his life feels like crap? I go to Joan of Angels. <laughs> Joan, Joan has helped me work through a lot of stuff, um, um, spiritual guiding, coaching, relationship stuff, um, has really taken the angelic realm and then created tools for us to be practical in order to basically live a fully empowered life. So I want to invite you, Joan, to not only just share whatever you want, but maybe give us some sort of, um, you know, as you do at almost every event we do together, is you really started out with a collective intention where you tap into the angelic realm. So any messages that you want to share for us? Well, so I'm close to tears. I'm being so moved by this conference or this panel. Celestine, you're an angel, you're a star, Laura, Michelle, Anastara, and Neil, unbelievable consciousness. So within each of us, you know, you brought this up. We are humans. We do walk here on the planet. I'm going to have a glass of water and hold it in my hand and take it through my body. But as I'm taking that glass of water, because I have a celestial consciousness, an angelic consciousness, I'm able to literally use my consciousness, use my energy to transmute this water. And in fact, this panel is so powerful that the water is already infused. And as I drink it, it becomes that celestial, that angelic, that which is going to heal and nurture. And I always say we're fifth dimensional and above, but we're in these 3D bodies and the 3D bodies do their own thing. So the other night I was suffering from severe pain and I just was going, oh my God, what am I going to do about it? And then suddenly it was like, no, 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 we're just going to close our eyes. We're going to go and connect with our council of light, our healing guides, our angels who are here to make sure we function on all levels. And they're so powerful that they can take your 3D body and send healing to it and shift the power and the energy and so 1111 is that portal, and I'm so blessed to be here in, in the Yucatan right now because everything I've been going through preparing me for today has been a portal from sitting down with a crystal skull keeper getting activated last night with the crystal skull that said the tones that I'm to use to raise my vibrational frequency. 
And so as we walk through these portals and going through the portals of Tulum and the portals of, of the ascended ones who come here through the planet, we're reminded of who we are. And so I have a practice that I do that reminds me of how to remember when I'm stuck in the human side of me that I just literally will show you very briefly because I always do this. And all I do is I start to bring my, my wings back because your shoulder blades, the other word is that wings. You bring your wings back and you start to breathe and we start to actually literally feel the presence of our angelic realms right behind us. Feel those guardian angels of ours as they come closer and as they start to help us pull those wings out and clear those feathers and of all the oil and the grime and the dirt, not just of this life, but every single life, because Lord knows since the day we arrived here on the planet, there has been resistance to our soul level. We have had to fight not just the gravity. We have had to fight, and we don't fight, so let's use that a different word. We've had to rise above every obstruction that those humans and those other evil ones perhaps have sent towards us. So when we start to bring that presence within our body and we bring those, those angelic realms within our body, we start to spread those wings. And sometimes we can see them when we're doing them. We can see that they start to clear up. But that gives us that extra, and I see Celestine doing them. It gives us that extra energy. And if you were standing there with me and we were all together, we would be ascending together, and that power is invincible. And so I encourage each and every one of us as we go out in our day, let's just feel that presence, you know, yes, chest out, absolutely, to hold that space because then when we walk in a room, people are going, what hit me? Oh, my God, what hit me? Who are you? How do I, how do I have that calm in the middle of these storms? And, beloved ones, we have that within us, each of us, and I know all of us on this panel have come in as leaders. We are the ones we are calling for. And so we guide those by our very presence and our very ability to hold stable and to know that we are clearing off those wings. They are that big. We are that powerful. And so it is, and so we will be. And as I said, today is a nine day. It's letting go of those fears. It's letting go of that which keeps us bound. And so, again, when you take this position, you're free. You are who you are. And that is so powerful that it embodies the 1111, that sense of, of, in, of our inner strength and our inner power. And so if all of us embody that now, my embody it with each of you and with each of our of those people watching us, and we spread that out, we will be, I want to use the words invincible, unshakable, because we have to be unshakable in our knowingness of who we are. And again, this is not our first go around here on the planet. They have thrown things at us time and time and time and time again, each of you probably lost your life a hundred times, a thousand times. You could remember them. And so they tried to scare us from coming back. They say, look what happens when you hold your power. We're going to eradicate you. But not this time. 
Oh, not this time, because the gods have predicted, all of the prophecies have predicted that this is our time to truly step into that higher dimensional self and into that ascension, and so it is. So I'm so grateful to share the wisdom from my guides with all of you. Thanks, Joan. You know, I like to call Joan a professional wing fluffer. (laughs) So if you need your wings fluffed, hit up (laughs) joanofangels.com. And um, and just to talk about the crystal skulls, we just had four hours with a, three hours with a crystal skull yesterday and an authentic experience. And we did a 35 minute interview. We're going to put it on YouTube pretty soon, but we got to touch it, put our third eyes to it. Joan had some dreams last night. It was pretty awesome. So thank you, Joan. Thank you so much. So Michelle, something that we share often is like, is not just focusing, you know, on, and I was there for a while too, where I was just focusing on the light, just focusing on the love, um, really ignoring the darkness in the world and what's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel we connect more now in, you know, on the fact that there is this darkness in the world and we need to be true to it, but at the same time, really, um, really focus on the love and the understanding of what this role plays in for us, you know, and I see you time and time again, talk about that, but you always follow it up with love. So maybe you can tell us how you do it. (laughs) You know, what do you, what you cultivate within yourself or like, I feel honestly, I feel it's just a default setting for you, but maybe you can just shed some light on, you know, your journey and what you feel in, in regards to this. Well, thank you for saying that. I, I, I'm just so blown away by all of these shares, you know, with with my sisters and my brother here. And and we're in this space of co-creation right now. So when when we're in the space of co-creation, I love for our default to be acknowledging where we've been and focusing our attention and our collective energy on where we're going. And for some reason, that is my default. I, I, I don't know why. I just know that it, it comes through for me a lot whenever I'm in a situation where I'm feeling triggered or uncomfortable. And if I feel, you know, anger, or frustration rising, I there is this little button inside of me that says it has to shift. And, and I think it, it has to do with recognizing that we can observe ourselves as outsiders when we're in that place. And I've told a story in the past. I don't know if I've, if I've told, shared it with all of you before, but there was a time where my husband and I were together 30 years. So we've gone through a lot of ups and downs. And there was a time where um, he came home from work and I was super excited about something I was working on and, and I needed his help technically with this computer something because that's not that's not really my wheelhouse of greatness is figuring out technology and all this stuff and he's good at that so he comes home from work and I'm like babe babe look at can you help me with this I need help with this flyer or something and he snapped at me and I felt anger rising inside of me and and I said something I don't remember what it was but I, I I said something back And at that moment, I realized, oh, my gosh, I'm using my energy to give him back what he just gave me. And somehow I knew that what he was giving me was not intended to hurt me or be mean or spiteful, but he hadn't even put down his stuff and he had this hard day. So, 
you never know what somebody's going through on the other side. You never know what somebody's got going on in their story. And I love, you know, the four agreements because Don, Don Miguel Ruiz just so perfectly says, if, if we don't assume things, you know, we'll be better off if we're, if we're impeccable with our word and don't make assumptions it is a much more peaceful way to live and it is more collaborative when we, when we don't make assumptions because we don't know what other people are going through. So in that moment, in that day, I corrected myself right as he was getting ready to say, Oh, Miss Circle of Radiant Love, you know, cause like I wasn't being really loving in that moment. And he knows that that's my goal to be, you know, to be spreading radiant love with everyone and, and, being that that um, conduit to get people to see the light within themselves. And so I, I just all of a sudden I shifted my ener- energy and I touched his hand and I said, I'm sorry, I realized I was I was giving you this negative energy and you need some time to, you know, set your stuff down. And, and I, I apologize. You're right. I was being nasty back. And a few minutes later, after he collected himself, he came back in and said, what can I help you with, babe? What do you need? You know, and it was just, we dispel, we, we, it just disintegrates, you know, when we, when we come back into our heart space. And I don't know if you've ever felt this, but have you ever felt when your heart's really open and you know that feeling, that feeling of openness? Neil, when we're on the dolphin boat, when we're on the water, on the boats, when I get people onto a boat and there's 55 of us on the water and we see a megapod of dolphins approach us and they're jumping in the air and they just, nobody on that boat stays in a closed down way. They just open their hearts and they're like, the dolphins are here, the dolphins are here, oh my gosh. And everybody starts getting in their childlike wonder, you know, that that place of open heartedness because the dolphins inspire so much joy inside of us. And, you know, during this time in these last, you know, year and a however many months, year and a half or whatever, where we've really seen the the division and the polarity and the, you know, back and forth and the backbiting and all of it in, in our face. I've noticed there have been times where my heart started closing in on itself, where I wasn't laughing as much, where I wasn't smiling as much. And then when I somebody would say a joke and I would laugh and I would feel my heart open again, or we have what we call speakeasies here at our house where my um, radio partner, Eric Rankin, comes over with our dear friend, Gary Christmas, who plays a mean, you know, uh, blues guitar. And they're playing all my kind of music that I just love. Then I feel my heart open again. So I think, you know, it is good to acknowledge where we're all at with this, um, you know, recognizing what's inside of us and seeing that a lot of a lot of what runs our emotions is stuff that comes up from our childhood trauma and the subconscious mind. And if we actually, instead of being so afraid to look at it, because for a long time, I think I was so afraid to look at those dark places. But if we actually just let go of that fear and confront it head on, just like right now, we're all confronting some of this stuff head on. And we realize we're eternal, infinite beings then it it makes it easier to walk through this it makes us it makes it easier to open our hearts again and and realize that 
we can always come back to love. And when we share that, that loving way that, you know, that way of meeting, meeting everyone where they're at, not everybody's going to be at the same, you know, the same place as us in our lives. And it doesn't mean higher or lower. It just means someday somebody's having a good day and somebody may be having a bad day. And to be aware of that, to be accepting of that, to be honoring and respectful of that. And to, I, I think using humor is the best way to break up that kind of energy when we can just come back and make each other laugh and be silly and childlike and, and um, you know, just honoring each other with gratitude. I've noticed that about this panel. One of the things that I keep noticing over and over with each one of you speaking, all my favorite people, there's so much gratitude flowing here, so much recognition for the unique specialness of each of us, Joan and Celestine and Laura and Neil and Anastara. We, we're each contributing and we're honoring each other through that. And all of these people who are watching us, you're part of our family. You, you were, you found this 1111 unified place to be where you were looking for something to be unified and that we're all on that same playing field. When you were talking earlier, Neil, about the people texting you today, doesn't it feel like it's your birthday today? If it, it feels like a birthday, and Neil's birthday's coming up. Neil is an 11 birthday, and I am an 11 birthday. I just had my birthday on Friday. So I got so many text messages and Facebook messages and, you know, at, coming in through every direction. And today I'm getting that with the 1111, with people who have celebrated and been, Laura and I were together 1111 2019 in Estes Park, Colorado with the Star Knowledge, uh, you know, with Chief Golden Light Eagle who made his transition this year. And um, I'm getting text messages while we're on this you know, while we're on this live stream from some people that gathered that were a part of the Star Knowledge family that gathered together because they just wanted to be together on this day. You know, they're not having an 1111 Star Knowledge gathering, but they love each other and we're family and they wanted to connect on this day. And Anna Star, when you talked about your vision, it really penetrated my heart. Your vision for bringing all these groups together, that there's so many groups that want to contribute to this 1111. Like I, I just always feel like it's a portal of promise. It's an 1111 awakening moment. It's it's a, a time where it's all about unifying. That's what it, it really brings us into that knowing. I felt the same way 11, 11, 11 when I was called to gather a group at Amaru Muru's doorway in Peru. I had no idea what I was doing. I, I, I wasn't a professional travel guide. I didn't know what I was doing, but I let everyone know that whoever's guided to be with me at this place, I consider you all my family. This isn't a business trip so much as it's it feels like someone gave us an assignment that our energy was there to anchor a point of light there and and to be to be at Amaru Muru's doorway. And when we saw how many groups came to the same place and all of us were different groups, 
but there was no ego or hierarchy or anything. We were just all looking at each other's eyes like it was Shambhala all over again, seeing flowers in each other's eyes, seeing kindness and love and compassion. And we knew that we were doing something special, uniting each other through our energies, through our vibration and our frequency. And our intention was not to hoard it and not to keep that energy to ourselves, but our intention was to open our hearts and share it with all the other groups around the world that were doing things. I, I know that each one of you could probably say exactly where you were on 11-11-11 because it, was, it felt like such a pivotal day. Same with 12-21-12. You know, I went back and was at Island of the Sun with another group on 12-21-12. Um, and it feels like we're here again. There's this energy weaving that we know we're doing something it's really important right now. And I'm just so grateful that I can do it from my my home this time, you know, and do it virtually, but connect and link hearts with everyone around the world who feels the significance of this day. And like you said, Anastara, a lot of people recognize this day as Veterans Day, and it kind of starts there. And then we we take it further out and bring it into the whole unification process and bring mm -hmm. it back to peace prevailing on Earth. And yes. Thank you, Michelle. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I was going to check to see if we had a hard stop in five minutes, and I guess we do. So I wanted, I was going to go around one more time, but let's do this. Anastara, sorry to give you very little time, but if you could just maybe share with us, um, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, just your feelings right now. And then I just want to kind of bring it to a closure here and then just end with the poem. And then we'll be done within sure. around five minutes from now. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Neil. I've been sharing a lot today, so it's totally fine. <laughs> I really, really have been enjoying the transmissions of these ladies. So um, my biggest dream and vision at this moment in time is that each and every person understands and recognizes that they have light within them, that they are on their awakening path and process, that each one of us is on a different place at a different point on that path. And to just have compassion, have compassion with your community, have compassion for your family members that are on a different place and that we can still unify together in love because we are one human family. And so as we're opening this 1111 portal, may the magic come through, may the synchronicities and the signs align for you so that your path is clear and you're able to truly awaken to a higher frequency. And that's the work that we're all here to do today and forevermore. So for the highest and best way and the highest and best good in always for always, bless you all. Thank you. Thank you so much, Adistara. All right, just to wrap everything up right here, and you do have replay access, whoever signed up for this, please do check it back. We spoke about objective neutrality, transparency, realizing our traumas, coming up with the tools and techniques to really to address them and to look at it and not judging ourselves first, which will probably result in not judging others or external world and figuring out how to implement and apply these techniques so that we can really be the caretakers of ourselves, families, friends, planet, Galaxy, universe, multiverse, you know, it goes beyond anything that we can even fathom at this moment or can, or maybe we can, 
you know, so, okay, I'm going to do a little uh, poem here, everybody, just to kind of close it for today. I just want to thank every single person on this panel. Love you all so incredibly much. This was just so amazing. I was anticipating it for quite some time. I'm glad that we're here now. I feel this sense of, ah, so here we go. So are we one yet? Going back to source. No remorse when reinforced the course that we all endorse. Unconditional love. It's the highest vibration, a gift from above. Desolation of separation. We must be the ones to say this is enough. You see the third dimension? It was meant to be tough. There is no captivity, so unlock the cuffs. Move away from hate and lust. Our thoughts shifts the earth's crust into a straight axis. Just like in Atlantis. Stop causing damage and learn to manage self-realization. When people start to vanish, we change our intentions and join the like-minded souls in the fifth dimension. This is the beginning of our oversoul mission. What is it that you envision for the future incarnations? The Christ consciousness has arisen. Tear the prison, industrial system, slumber of opposites, duality where we get lost and forget how to circumvent and achieve liberation. The curiosity won't last for long at all. As you move to the aquatic age, break free from the third dimensional cage of limitations, Freemasons being misplaced in this illusionary reality. Governing authorities, there will be no more war. Co-create a love ambassador, open the doors. Life isn't supposed to be a chore. No getting on your knees, worshiping entities from the floor. The message is simple, man. We don't need to know anymore. We are the ones that we've been waiting for. We are the ones that we've been waiting for. And this is the awakening. And this is just the beginning. I love you all so much. Thank you. Incredible panel. Wow. Yeah. Blessed be. Thank you, everyone. Blessed be. Thank you, Neil. Magical. Oh Thank my you. God. Brought it home, honey. Brought it home. Thank you so much. <laughs> I am so I honored. I am too. Just the beginning, ladies. We're planning oh. together. Thank you so much. Unbelievable. Happy birthday to Neil and to Happy birthday, Neil and Michelle. When is it? Right now? Your birthday's today? No, it's on the 17th. It's in five days. But when when I was getting all those text messages today, that's exactly what I thought, Michelle. I'm like, I was kind of like, I was like, maybe they should just text me in five days. (laughs) Celebration. I was like, I want these texts on my birthday. (laughs) 30 days to celebrate. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Like a national holiday. Wow. Yeah. I feel like we're celebrating. Thank you. Blessed be. Thank you, everyone, so much. And happy 11-11. Thank you, Neil Gar, for this beautiful panel and for bringing these stellar women into this field. I'm so, so grateful. I hope all of you enjoy the rest of 11-11 Unified Virtual Experience. Thank Thank you you. so much. Have a beautiful day. Bye, everybody. Love you all.